the amount of, of ridiculousness that's happening right now. <laughs> uh, oh god, I wish that I had like uh, outtakes that I could give you guys. Today has been hilarious. So, uh, we're here. It's me, Matthew Lestalia, your host. Uh, we're here back again. Burn Your Boats is bringing you That's What You Get Wednesdays. Uh, this year, we've been doing logical fallacies for our That's What You Get Wednesdays because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of positive impact to take from them, and uh, in, in the sense that if you can identify when you're using them or when somebody else is using them, then you can you can structure an argument better, or you can motivate somebody to structure their argument better. Um, especially when you think about it, like from a team aspect, if you're trying to trying to come up with a really good reason for doing something or for changing something. Avoiding logical fallacies is huge, and so and then doing that whether it's between you and your spouse or you and your uh, your coworkers or you and your friends, it's immensely powerful no matter what aspect of life that you're talking about. And so that's why I wanted to dedicate time to them this year, um, taking them one at a time and breaking it down for you, so that way you have. I mean, it's one a week, so you have time to like digest it and and to let it soak in and and. Hopefully you're you're able to identify it a little bit easier as they come up. Then um, I had a I had a plan, um, like I do. I frequently have plans. Frequently those plans go to crap. But I will say, a plan cannot go to crap if you don't have a plan. So some might say that this is a reason not to plan, and you should just live by you know uh, flow with the go where the wind takes you. <laughs> Um, and I, uh, I wholeheartedly disagree, uh, just in the sense that, uh, if you don't, if you don't have a target and you're not shooting for that target, then yeah, you're never gonna, you're never gonna miss. Like you're never, you're never gonna take that shot in the basketball game. You're never gonna slap the puck in hockey. Um, you're never gonna, and it's, that shot's never gonna run errant. It's never gonna bounce off the top of the backboard and you're never gonna get embarrassed and you're never going to completely miss the net uh, and hit your teammate in the face with the puck and take him out of the game. You know, like nothing terrible, uh, nothing immediately detrimental is going to happen if you don't take the shot. Um, so there's a sense of playing it safe, and that's kind of like we've built, and we've talked about this before, we've built uh, society out of that, out of the ability to play it safe. Um and in so doing, a lot of the times we find ourselves like wrapped up into these routines and these habits that reinforce the safe and the secure. And it's easy to kind of seed responsibility for your life and your life's outcomes to the to the ritual, to to the day. Um, and so that's that's. That's really what I want to talk about today, um, and and my my plan went to sh- went to shit because uh, I, in my head I was like I was just gonna I'm gonna do a logical fallacy I know them pretty well, um, and so I just gotta sit down and think of some examples or write it out and, and kind of prep a little bit and just make sure that I, I got something for you guys. But as I, as I was going into the one I wanted to do non sequiturs for you guys today and. When I went into it, I was like, I started, I was starting to write them down. I was like, oh, that's actually, this example is actually an example of something else. And, and, and non sequitur, just real quick, this isn't going to be the thing, but 
Um, a non sequitur is just it means it does not follow. Um, so it's a <laughs> it's it's when you have a, a piece of logic and then and then you have a conclusion or a next step of thinking that is not does not link to that at all. Um, and there are many ways that, like, when you start getting into contradictions, um, then it starts leading into other types of logical fallacies. And I didn't want to do you a disservice and introduce other logical fallacies without giving them their due. Um, and so I was spending a lot of time on this. And, and usually when I'm... And I have no problem doing that. I have no problem pushing in. And you guys, have, I'm sure I've experienced this, as... Uh, you're like, where the hell is the show? So, uh, I what? I have no problem putting in extra creative time and, and research time on the front end to give you guys something better on the back end. Um, even if it pushes it to me being up until midnight, one o'clock when I have to work the next morning um, to to publish something worth publishing. So, these are never half cocked. Uh, as much as they might seem that way, uh, I assure you that there's there's a, a a fair amount of effort going into each one of these. That's diving back into my my uh, my the training I've gone through, the training that I've given to other people, and um, how I've implemented those these aspects and these these lessons into my life. Nothing that is talked about here is ever purely theoretical. Um, it has at least been done or addressed in a in an environment to replicate it it was like the least connection that i have and a lot of those are just the logical fallacies where uh maybe i haven't run into it or i don't i can't recall a specific time that i ran into that logical fallacy but i can find it where it's happened and um where i might have heard somebody do it on tv and it's really easy like we talked about before it's really easy to identify that stuff um with politics um, because they use them they're logically fallacious all the time. <laughs> so uh, it's just an easy way to, to grab examples for those. But um, getting into today and what we're actually going to talk about um, is living deliberately, right? Um, I'm guessing that I've labeled the show something like that. So you probably knew that already. I don't know the name of the show yet. So you're like... What you already know, I don't know right now. So that's pretty cool. It's like time traveling or something. <laughs> uh, but so living deliberately. Um, I had this thought. I was going back through my notes. And so, okay, I, I cut myself off in the thought earlier. So the reason that I'm not doing the, the fallacy, the logical fallacies, because as I was doing the research, I normally, I start digging in. I get really passionate. I get really excited and it pumps me up. And then, and then I find... And like I said, when I was looking up, I was finding these other ones, and I didn't, I wasn't finding a right way to package it in the in the right way for you guys, and the energy wasn't there, and I didn't want to just force it. Um, and so, I did probably two hours of sit down research, dedicated note taking, breaking it down, and, and creating an outline for you guys in this. And it just it wasn't going the right way um, for me, like emotionally and energetically. And so we'll we'll get to it. We will non-sequitur this thing up, just not today. So, what we're doing today is we're going to talk about living deliberately. And this is, goes, this touches back on uh, things that we've talked about before, and it's just kind of diving a little bit more specifically into some aspects of it. So, um, a lot of this for me comes from an expression that you hear 
that I've heard, and you, I'm assuming that you've probably heard frequently, which there's just not enough hours in the day. Um, and this is actually a great precursor for the interview that's going to publish next, and I know there haven't been significant interviews this year, um, and they're not going to be. like they're As I do them, I'm still talking to people, I'm still interviewing, I'm still bringing them on, and that's very important to me, and it's very important for me to get that out for you guys. Um, it's just I'm not beating myself up to go out there and to, to find somebody for, to interview for the sake of interviewing. Um, the people that are making the cut this year and that are being brought onto the show are people that I really, really, really want to share their stories with you. Not to say that anybody wasn't before, but uh, it all happened naturally, back to back, and things were just flowing. And it's just not happening that way this year. And that's okay. Um, I'm still coming to you multiple times a week, and I'm still going to bring you interviews. Like I said, it's just not going to be every single week like it was last year. Um, so, when we're talking about, uh, like I said, um, this is a good precursor for the next interview because it's it's... It came up in the conversation that I had with Alex DeBase. So if you remember from last year, I had an interview with Alex and Matt DeBase, uh, twin brothers that are in a band together. And that was, oh my gosh, it was such a good interview. I had an amazing time. And Alex and I go back uh, to my Volkswagen days when I was a mechanic, quote unquote. <laughs> I worked at a place that we worked on cars. My brother was an amazing mechanic. There is a reason I am not a mechanic anymore, and it's because I'm not necessarily the best person at it. So, uh, but so I, that's where we met, and and we just we had a really good conversation again, and this specifically came up, and him and I actually had a, a differing of opinions because I think I've always thought that it's kind of BS that when people say, "Oh, there's there's not not enough hours, not enough time in the day, there's not enough hours in the day," I was like, I think that's baloney. I think it's just you're not prioritizing your time correctly and Alex was like no I actually kind of believe that like he's like with everything that this this and this and this that I have going on like I just wish that I had like three more hours that I could dedicate towards this other thing or, or you know whatever the case may be and I'm like you know what let me let me dive into that because I'm not there are a few things if anything where I'm, I'm so steadfast on that I there's no possible way I'll change my mind it's very few things because um, I have learned, I've done so much research, I've talked to so many people, and I've read so many books, and I've spent so much time contemplating that, like, the more that I do that, the less firm that I am on anything. The more, like, the only thing that I am firm on is that I don't have the answers. I know what has worked for me, and that's why I'm here, because I, I see people struggling in a way... I don't necessarily struggle. And so I've really sat down and that was that was a big shift for the show when I decided to start adding these in and now how the show has shifted to, to primarily these me and you, you know, this one-on-one. -on -one. Um, because I, I really identify like, I, I've got something. Let me try to dive into me and, and pull out the things for me that work well and that have allowed my life to progress with such ease and can I distill that? Can I can I extract it from me and then reformulate it in a way that that is um, accessible to anybody, to anybody that's that's willing to hear it, to let it come into their mind, and for them to process it and and give it a shot. I mean, the worst worst case is if you're if you have an area of your life that that needs improvement and you try something, uh, a skill. 
that we talk about here, um, and you you try it and it doesn't work, the worst case scenario is exactly where you're at before. It wasn't working before. I'm giving you tools to try it, to go out there and, and give it a shot. Um, so I did. So I sat down with this thought, and I, I really get I'm like, okay, 24 hours in a day. There's there's one part of me that says we all only have 24 hours in a day. This fact, this 24 hours in the day is the ultimate equalizer. This is it. This is where uh, you can really identify the difference between your where you want to be and where you're at by looking at what other people are doing, right? So that, that are having success in the areas that you want to have success in. And one of the ways, before you look at other people's success or even simultaneously, like identify identify that fact, the fact that, okay, I have 24 hours a day and I'm, I'm investing it. And so, um, and it's, it's relevant that it's 24 hours, right? The, the fact that there, that there's 24 hours is a relevant thing. Um, it's a limitation, right? No, regardless, like if I say, oh, there's, there's more than enough time in, in the day for you to get done what you want to get done. Um, it's limited. The, the hours per day are limited. There is, there's not 25, um, but there's also not 23. And so to me, like it, it goes back to everything that we, how we operate almost in our economic system where, where anything that has an amount has value and, and anything that's desired has value. So your time is desired. Your time is desired by multiple things. So your time is desired by uh, let's start from from night until day. So your time is desired from yourself for sleep. For for your body uh, desires your time for sleep to regenerate, so you can be ready for the next day, right? So you have that time. Um, your time is desired by your employer to show up and provide value your skills um, to that job. Um, so your time is desired there. So, and then your time is desired by your wife when you get home and your kids or your friends and your family. It's desired, right? And so, and there's a limited amount of it. And so, the, as you categorize these things and you break it down into the smaller groups, you could start to see how time becomes more and more valuable the less and less that you have of it. So, if you're trying to make a change in your life and you're trying to... Um, hone another skill or you're trying to start another business start a side hustle you just want to you want to invest time in a hobby like you want to be an amazing archer you know and you want to invest time into that the time your free time is extraordinarily valuable because it's so limited and and how much time you're able to give to that is is already reduced from everything else that you're dedicating your time to um so the like it just goes to anything else like the the reason that thing a lot of things are expensive is because they're unique so your time is unique because it belongs to you it is your time there's nobody else's time in the world that is the same as your time um and when you start to look at these things so like we go back to sleep we start with 24 hours right you go back to sleep and you say okay well that's that's eight call it eight hours and, and i know that we all vary so just accept this as a template Right, um, eight hours for sleep down to sixteen. Eight hours for work a day. Like I said, I get it. 
Maybe you work 12 hours a day. It's possible. Um, I'm just using this as a template. So, eight, another eight, um, and you're down to eight, right? So then you break it down between your quote-unquote free time, which you should not just throw it away. Okay, well, that's the, that's the last third of the day. Third sleeping, third working, third uh, me time. Like, Is that true? Like, So you have um, family time where... Uh, you are helping kids with homework, and you are spending quality time with the kids. Uh, I, I only have that marked down for an hour, which is probably not realistic. But call it an hour. You help the kids with some homework. Um, you get some wrestle time down on the carpet. Some snuggle time. Awesome. Uh, you have two hours for eating. I have that for, like, cooking, prepping, eating, cleaning. Two hours for that. Again, that's, that's quality time to, that can be with the kids and everything. And with your spouse, um, in the premise of if you have, you know, these other, this part of your life and this family uh, is a thing for you. Um, say you work out, uh, that's, say that's another hour. Um, your commute, probably like 30-ish minutes, maybe two and from work, another hour. Um, and then you want to give, you want to make sure that you and your spouse are like, you know, getting along. So you probably want to, I don't know, talk to him or her <laughs> about your day. Uh, and you can do that at dinner, you know, um, but you want some quality time. I think that's an important aspect for a lot of, a lot of couples. So, um, that may be overlooked. And so maybe it's something you want to add in if you're not, uh, but you give that, that dedicated quality time another hour. And so I have this marked down. There's essentially one to two hours of flex time there, uh, throughout the day. And it's, it's never that clean and neat, right? And so maybe these come in 15 minute spurts. Uh, so it's, but if you are, this goes back to the title of the episode, right? Living deliberately. Are you? The only person that can, that can live, no. So like, if you don't live your life deliberately, somebody else will. If you don't prioritize your time, somebody else will prioritize your time. They have no problem doing it. Um, the more that somebody else uses your time, the less they have to use it their time. So that will happen at work. If your time isn't prioritized and you're not able to lay it down like, hey, I can work until this time today. And, I, and, when, and when you establish that from the get-go, when you sign a contract with somebody, this is when I can work. This is the, like, and if that doesn't work for you, then this employment isn't going to work for either of us. So it starts with, with taking ownership of your life. Uh, if you don't... You find you can find yourself starting to live more reactively, right? And um, and when you're doing that, you're letting those random, spontaneous things that that come up; those are gonna suck your time away, and you're just gonna fill it. You're gonna fill your time with extra stuff that isn't that doesn't necessarily get you where you want to go. So, I mean. If you just throw on a show and you end up and, and you do it as background for while you're trying to work on something, uh, then and you end up watching the show and, and you lose an hour or two hours, then uh, that's that's reactively and passively living your life in a way that you're you're letting uh, your emotions and and the relaxation kind of take priority over over your deliberate living. So it, if you are living deliberately, then you have a plan. You know that I like. I want to get this done today, and I think that that's an important thing. So, 
there's a there's a line, there's a distinction I want to draw between living deliberately and living with rigidity. Because it's not about saying, I absolutely will no question do this, uh, this will be this will be done. Like I want to make uh making making a goal for the day or or having a living deliberately in the sense that like I'm going to get work done on the business. I want I want to get marketing work done today. Um, so that's good. It keeps it generalized enough to the point where like I want to do this. I want to work on the sales copy for for this new product that I'm releasing for my business or that my company is releasing. I want to do that on the, on the outside because I'm looking to shift departments in or whatever the case may be. I want to do this thing on my own. I want to be an archery. I want to be a good archer, and I, that's what I want to do. And so I want to I want to dedicate time to that. I want to go. And so like you're not saying I'm gonna set up five targets. I'm gonna have thirty five arrows. Um, I, I I'm gonna be at this location at this time. And, and like you can get you can get specific, but there's like a balance though, right? Because sometimes when we create that vision in our head and we get really specific with it, when something deviates and veers, then we don't, we don't accept, like it comes crashing. I'm like, Oh, well I can't do it. I can't do it. Cause I, because I'm not going to this place that I went to last time to, to shoot some arrows. I'm probably fucked. I've, I've done this and I'm probably using all of the wrong terminology. I'm sorry to all the archers out there. Uh, but um, say like your buddy's like, oh, why don't you come over for some drinks? And uh, you and your wife come over, and, and you tell your wife, and she's like, oh yeah, that, oh, like I really want to get out of the house. Let's bring the kids and let's go over there. You're like, cool. I really wanted to get that time in to shoot. And then if you if you just if you bring it up and you talk to him like, oh man, yeah, no, normally at that time I'm I'm a uh, you know I'm I'm letting some arrows go and you know and and trying to work on that because it's like something I've been really working on. And he's like, "Oh, dude, Dick, I've, I, I have my, I have space in my backyard. I got like a ton of space back there. It goes back into the woods. Can you bring a target?" And he's like, "Oh!" And then you get to share this experience with somebody else, and potentially now you have a shooting buddy. So, if you, but if you say, oh, "Okay, well, I guess we're going over there," and I'm not gonna, I'm not shooting tonight, then like, then you're gonna go over there with this piss poor attitude, and you're gonna resent. You're potentially resent your significant other for wanting to go, and and they knew that this was your night where you were gonna go shoot, and this, that, and the other, and so it's to be deliberate, but don't be rigid, right? And that's that's walking that kind of that fine balance there. So if you're not, if you want to live deliberately and you want to avoid the rigidity that that can potentially come with this deliberate living each day where you you don't want to get up and say, I'm going to do this specific thing at this specific place at this specific time. And if it doesn't happen that way, then and it's a fail. Uh, if you want to avoid that, the way to do that is big picture planning, right? So you look out three months. You look out for a quarter. You do a 90-day stretch. Uh, you look out six months. You look out a year. Whatever, you look out a year and break it down into quarters and say, okay, this year I want to, This is what I. this is who I want to be. I want to be the person that has done X, Y, and Z this year. Okay, so in order to do that, let me break it down into 90-day stretches. So this this first quarter, I want to do X. I want to do like these sub-Xs, A, B, and C for X. 
um, when I know I need to get through the litany of the alphabet to, to be done, but I wanted, this is what I need to get done this quarter. When you do that, your ability to stay flexible within the week increases immensely. Uh, and and you, you start to get more creative because the more, like, life is going to happen. Life will happen. Setbacks will take place. And your ability to look at them not as setbacks, but as, as almost like cool, unique uh, uh, curves in the road rather than speed bumps... They're like curves where you're like, oh, how am I going to, like, how fast can I take this turn? And, and what's it going to look like on the other side? And, and when I go this way, or should I go right or should I go left? Um, it, it, can, it becomes more exciting when you start to look at it that way. Um, and you can only really look at it that way if, you're, if you have the flexibility built in to your system and your setup. Uh, because without that, then, then you're not going to know which way to turn. Or you're going to think that because that road was closed when you wanted to make the left, now you're going right and there's no, that, that right, it's not going to get you where you want to go, when really, it still can. Um, so, that's, that's what I implore you to do, and what I, what would behoove you in your future and in your planning is to, to inject that flexibility by planning ahead of time. And that planning is all done in an effort to live deliberately. And because, the, the baseline here is if you don't live, if you don't treat your time with respect and you don't take ownership of your time, someone else will take ownership of your time. If you don't live deliberately and you don't, you don't take your time seriously, someone else will take your time seriously. I can assure you of that. So if you don't do that, being, being the, the end or being the means to somebody else's end is what you get. And so don't be somebody else's mean. Be your own mean to your own end. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I'm actually pumped about this one. I was really worried because then the logical fallacy thing just fell flat on its face. And I'm, I'm pumped. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming back. I look forward to seeing you here again next time. And I will, and I will talk to you then.